All right. Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 155. Today's show is brought to you by Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free herbal integrated health clinic in Springfield, Oregon, and we are a 501c3. You can contact us at occupy.medical.org. You can contact Ace High Heat Graphics for all your shirt custom shirt imprinted needs they can help you with one color two color three color you name it they can put it on your shirt contact them at sales at acehighheatgraphics.com get healthy now with candace get healthy now with candace is a herbal consulting business connecting people with plants to transform lives if you would like to learn more or book a consult with candace to look for ways to make your health and wellness better and use plants to empower your life Contact Candace through GetHealthyNowWithCandace.com. And Hunter Creation, graphic designers and website designers, offering a business starter package, website, business cards, logo, hosting, uh, you name it for you to get your business started. They can help you out. and They can they sell through consulting versus sell to sell. Mm. So it's a great way for you as a new business to find out what you really need. Contact them at HunterCreation.com or information at HunterCreation.com. Um, Sue, did we do yours? No, not yet. No. Mine's okay, a mine's a herb, awesome. herb consulting business, and it is called Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting. And I uh, do distance consulting, and I also do I will visit people in their houses if they're close by. If y'all are in Florida, I'm sorry, this will be a, a skyping experience. And uh, you can get a hold of me at some people have sent me Facebook messages. They've done that, and they have succeeded. And other people have sent me emails, but not very many. So if you do feel like sending me an email, then that would be, for now, sue at thatpracticalherbalist.com. All right. And finally, the Herbal Nerd Society, which makes all this possible. That's right. Herbal Nerd Society. That's our support for right. this. We From, do love those herbal and, nerds. And supports the Practical Herbalist website, which is it's huge. Web, it it's supports huge. the website. It supports the podcast hosting. It supports... Our new digs, our new little studio that we are that we're renting, it's yep. helping us deliver a better product for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's right. If you want to be an herbal nerd society member, go ahead and go to mm-hmm. Hunter. Excuse me, thepracticalherbalist.com. Go to the top bar. It says join. Click there and choose either a year or a month. And for a month, it's four ninety nine. For a year, it's forty nine ninety nine. Wow, Patrick. Either way, it's dirt cheap. Dirt cheap or free. Mm-hmm. Seventeen cents as low as seventeen cents a day. You can't buy a cup of coffee for that. No, so, you no. cannot. You cannot. We no. should charge even with the crappy charger. coffee. Even crappy coffee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even 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 um, support group coffee is is That's more right. expensive than that. Well, so. like coffee. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, very true. There you go. So yeah, join there. You get uh, ad free experience when you sign in. Log in. You get custom. Or, well, not custom, but you're going to get really um, well-researched, written articles on more advanced topics. You're going to have access to the entire Real Herbalism Radio library, uh, all 130-plus episodes that are in the backlog. Plus, you have a Let's Talk series. I mean, there's just a lot going on. Other than making yourself feeling really awesome supporting our herbal work, mm-hmm. you also get a lot of stuff out of it for $4.99. As low as, well, even lower, $17 a day. You get to have all that awesome information. Yep. So, all right, so let's get on with today's show. Today's show, we are talking about how our herbal actions have unforeseen consequences in the community. And this is kind of an infusion based on our last conversation we had with Plato in community gardens. So 
Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Woohoo! We're so right. good at that. We are. We're, We're so good at that. You know, you, Somebody's got to pat me on the back, right? Yeah. Can you hear, can you hear job, that? Pat me on the back. Okay. That's me patting myself on the back because, right. you know, I gotta. <laughs> Plato was so much energy. Yes. Um, yes. He was he awesome. Is. If you if you get a chance, and I think we did it in the show notes, his video, his TED Talks in the, in the yes. show notes. Yep. That truly is who he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was it. he's and, a neat guy. Yeah. And then you can watch his it's music of video, fun. of course. Yeah. The um, gardening uh, video on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, rap, the rap song or whatever. I and love he's that. he's got more yeah. stuff going on all the time. I, I know i got been able to enjoy his spoken word poetry shows as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a nice cadence and rhythm, so it's, yeah. it was fun to listen to him. And he's just a real genuine person, had a lot of um, energy, and was excited about community and gardens. And you know, uh, we need more people to take that that role yeah. mm-hmm. all over, not just here, not just in yeah. our little neck of the woods, but but everywhere. If we had more people doing that and making recognized for it, I think more and more people would do that. Maybe, I yeah. So the yeah. thing that I really appreciate about him is how he works to walk his talk. Yeah. Like he he is a father. You know, he takes care of his mom. He's been very supportive of external family members, and he's taken people under his wing and, and helped them really succeed in life. And the ripples from his actions have been far more than he's talked about on our show. Oh, yeah. But those are the kind of things, like helping people just regain a healthy perspective as well as uh as you know physical health he is in his work on the streets you know being the um they call it a peace officer but he he walks around and just kind of helps these street kids kind of get their mm-hmm. feet on the ground and those repercussions are ones that we are not even going to see for another couple of decades so i i i think that's one of those i mean not just the fact that he's a dad and that being a parent, you end up far later, like with myself, my kids, now that my kids are in their 20s, I'm seeing all these repercussions, people showing up and saying, oh, it really meant a lot. That was in your Girl Scout group or, or yeah. you know, when I ran away from home and I ended up at your house and, you know, I'm, I am glad that you actually told my mom where I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that uh, those kind of things that you don't even, you don't understand until much later what happens with them. And that yeah. happens in the herbal field too. Well, he's got a really unique capacity to keep his feet on the ground and stay really present in the world. And yet at the same time to reach into those more ephemeral places that a lot of those kids are finding themselves floating into mm-hmm. as they're you know, dealing with the intensity of being on the street. I mean, that gets really, it's a very emotional experience. Yeah. And he's able to reach into that space and yet still stay grounded. Yeah. And, and that's what kids need. I mean, not just street kids, all the kids, all teenagers. Kids I mean, that's, that. that's yeah. the nature of being a teenager. Yeah. And it is just yeah. physically brutal to go through teenagehood. And it's also physically brutal to try to survive living on the street. Yeah. So compound all of that stuff. You know, I, I, know that um, just doing what we do at the clinic, I get calls frequently. And I think I've mentioned this before, people at the VA have called and said, hey, I've got a person here. It's Friday and they really need to go to the dentist. And I know you have an herbal thing to help with that infection and it causes some numbing because of the splanthes and the echinacea. 
can you get that to this guy? Because this vet's not gonna not it's gonna, not gonna make, make it. He's it. gonna yeah. he's got like a pair of players, right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not oh. good. Yeah. So having yeah. that kind of repercussion with people yeah. that are. Yeah, I can see that right away. Yeah, it's like re rehabilitate. It's like rehab, right? Like rehab for humans and rehab for the land is what Plato's doing. Yeah, you know. But what? Yeah. So what happens afterwards? What that that kind of you know first eighty stuff? I know. Yeah. What happens? But what kind? What kind of things happen with some of the subtler things that we do? Right. Well, those are the things that it isn't until we have retrospect. Yeah. The the hindsight is twenty twenty that we realize, oh, that was much, much bigger than we thought it was. Yeah. And with the gardening, I think that's the transformation of the land becomes the transformation of the human landscape as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was I was looking at Facebook, <laughs> looking at Facebook and I came across a post from uh, an herbalist out east um, named Kelly Hugart. And she's a wildlife rehabilitator. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, rehabilitating is part of who she is and what she does. And she's a wonderful herbalist. She's a kind woman. She's aromatherapist, life coach, herbal coach, Dr. Sears coach. I can't remember what the correct name for what she does is. But either way, she's an herbalist and she's, you know, she helps a lot of people. And she had... Um, Plans. She's, she lives on a country property and all the land around her has been clear cut. And so her land is the what little left of forest there is. And she had mm-hmm. plans to put in a pond, like a large duck pond, fish pond, self-sustaining wildlife for wildlife. She must have a couple acres. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how much she has, but it's got to be more. It's got to be at least two or three acres, mm-hmm. I would assume. So she was planning to put this in and her thinking on it, as far as I've understood, is that she wants to do this to help rehabilitate the land and help the animals, particularly those who are part of the community there already mm-hmm. and have lost their homes to the clear cutting that her neighbors have done mm-hmm. in the name of capitalism. So humans have come in and destroyed all these beings' homes and she wants to help rehabilitate it. And she had her money ready. She's been you know, putting aside the cash from her herbal work and all of that. And she'd finally, you know, gotten up. She was about to get ready to get started and somebody stole it right out of her bedroom. So horrible. Right. And when it first happened, I mean, she was heartbroken. Of course. And And felt defiled. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was horrible. And a lot of people reached out and said, oh gosh, we're so sorry. And a few people said, hey, you know, can we help you raise the cash? Mm -hmm. And she, her first response was, no, I can't do that. And I think she was feeling like she didn't want to take charity. Right. And then somebody pointed out that or no, not somebody didn't point. It was her daughter just like just started a fund for her and other people started to contribute to it mm-hmm. um, to help her build her pond. And I mean, people from like all over the country. So it's not just the people that would benefit directly. But the idea is that I my personal thinking on it, and I think she said something similar, is that Mother Nature may have very well allowed this to happen because this pond to truly rehabilitate needs to have other human beings contributing to it right? to kind of help fix what, what a different set of human beings did wrong. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So the idea of this rehabilitation thing has reached not into just 
her land and the animals who live there and, and her, you know, her small space, it's reached into much greater community mm-hmm. because it's people trying to help fix what other people have kind of messed up. Right. Well, those are so. the stories that when I hear about them, these are things that she probably isn't aware of. When I hear about them and the kind of energy people are putting into working on, then I think, oh, well, that's impetus for making sure that this other threatening action won't happen. And it's impetus for me to think about, I mean, for me, it's it's the uh, a medical clinic mm-hmm. and the, the clear cutting the yeah. for economic reasons is is what we see that the the economic clear cutting. This is why we have all of these people that don't have have access to even if they have jobs they don't have access to housing right yeah i mean occupy medical has been through some similar things and that you guys had a place then you didn't right you were parking here then you couldn't yeah i mean you've been kind of kicked around a lot now you've got a new home hopefully it will last longer (laughs) yes yeah we have a three-year lease on that and there's always things that can threaten that kind of stuff we did have somebody who tried to threaten our space recently but uh, that's that's okay. Not everybody has an impeccable taste. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So, but when I hear about things like that, it's just a huge reminder to me with the her pond that it it these projects aren't just one person projects. Right. That yeah. we keep making this mistake as human beings that our identity belongs to us and us alone. Right. Whereas yeah. it the truth is is that the things that we do. Uh, they don't just affect the people around us. They are part of the thing of the people around us. They are. Yeah. I know that in the area in Springfield that we moved into, when we moved in, there was a lot of graffito tagging. I saw needles on the parkway right across the street from our house Mm -hmm. fairly frequently. It was, you know, it, it was a little rough despite the fact that we had two preachers living on the same block, one right across the street from us and one so up a few houses. you think that was their needles? No, I don't. <laughs> but, but there's this concept or this idea, at least in my head, maybe not other people's, but that, you know, if you're a preacher, you're extra holy, mm-hmm. you know, so you should be radiating love like like Jesus does, right? You know, that's what but a preacher like should a be doing. like a deflector. Well, but when you bring into an area that, that unconditional love, it tends to transform the area. Mm-hmm. And... I When I first moved in, I was disheartened, but I was like, well, you know what? My job, no matter where I go, is to be like the dandelion and to pull up the deep love that's always within Mother Earth. Sometimes you have to go deeper than other times. In some places, you have to really dig for it, but mm-hmm. it's always there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I got to bring that up. And that's my job is to bring that up and just spread it. You know, just let it, just let it radiate out and go and, mm-hmm. you know, and just keep bringing it up as much as possible. And what I have noticed a decade later is that we don't have graffito tagging mm. at all in our little block sphere, you know, the areas that we were seeing it. And I've noticed that I far less frequent, I don't even remember, I think it's been a year or two since I last saw a needle out there. Mm. And, you know, one of the preachers did actually move away. The other one is still there and doing what he does. And mm-hmm. I just figure, you know, I carried in and I've been digging for that positive energy and just wanting it to spread. And the result of that is that it has started to change my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm directly responsible or not, I don't know. I just think I brought in a different shift in energy. So like you said, it does, it changes 
changes the environment around us. It's my feeling, and this is my, may not be evidence-based, but that people want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. That people get discouraged and will trod on on familiar paths that do not lead them down the path of health. Yeah. But they they do want to feel good and they do want to be connected. They're just scared to make the change. And that's why being a role model is, and and a positive role model, not a commandeering role model. Right. Yeah. You know, that you, you do the right thing and you do it in a loving way and people, people flock to that energy. Yeah. And it takes a long time. I know there are people that I've worked with just in the clinic. Again, this is just my own Mm -hmm. narrow little life that I'm talking about. But when I saw them six years ago, they were in a really, really rough space. And they Mm -hmm. came to clinic because they wanted to make changes. And they felt overwhelmed by the amount of changes that they needed to make. Yeah. So their bucket list of things that um, had to change in their life was uh, included access to basic necessities, things that we as the house just take for granted. And now it is years later and they have been able to make those changes. Some of it has to do with luck. Mm -hmm. Some of it has to do with um, working with their community. Mm -hmm. Some of it has to do with um, their own will and willpower, willpower. And there's there. Some of it has to do with allowing themselves to acquire new skills. Yeah. Well, and allowing themselves to, reach out and stay in touch with their support team, which includes you folks at Occupy Medical. I mean, they can check in with you every week. Yeah. You know, that makes a huge difference. It means that they have to have some kind of love of themselves to sustain themselves. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something that we see in gardening too. The plants, there has to be a, a healthy place for them to be. For them to grow up, but we do see plants that are, you know, like the um, knotweed. It'll just like grow between the cracks and oh yeah, and and not grass too. We'll do that too. These plants that just they go up no matter what. Yeah, um, they misplaced. They can cause a lot of damage to the structure that's around them. No, mm-hmm. they don't care, but <laughs> well, they're busy rehabilitating from their perspective. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the the path that we we notice with these plants is when you when you nurture them and make sure that they have you know they have the water that they need and the sunlight that they need and they they move into the what their natural their mm-hmm. natural space is and that I think that's true for people too. Yeah. They provide that nurturing and that place where they can they can feel love for themselves and hope. Yeah. Just just giving someone a place where they can even for a minute feel listened to. And, yeah. and that in turn allows them to be hopeful. You know, you, I think there's someone else at this, I can't remember who, but happiness is, the greatest happiness is sitting in the waiting room of happiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. like making those plans for what happiness is going to be like. And that's, yeah. that's where hope and inspiration comes from. And I know that Plato has really offered that for a lot of people in the yeah. As we've said many times before, the repercussions are tremendous. Yeah. 
The Journal of Functional Herbalism is a free online journal promoting The Journal of Functional Herbalism is a free online journal promoting the integration of traditional western herbalism, clinical nutrition and functional medicine. It's published by the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine and you can find the Journal of Functional Herbalism at functionalherbalism.com. So uh, one of the advantages to that I keep thinking about with herbal medicine is that it's it's beautiful. It is. It's elegant. Yep. Even when it's like down and dirty, it's elegant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've never been the kind of herbalist that I thought I would be, which would involve a big wide brimmed hat and a sundress right. and a meadow and yeah. the frolicking kind of thing. I'm, I am not that person, but I've seen that person in movies and that looks great. I know. I've got the idea of the big witch's hat on mm-hmm. and the big flowy cape and the yep. flowy clothing and pastoral, you know, doing that hand gesture that's kind of like swooping your hands in the air, almost like a swan, you know, just elegant and free and that's so not me. Yeah. I want it to be, but that's just not me. Yeah. That's, there are people that can achieve that. Mm-hmm. But for for me, it seems like herbalism, there is beauty in herbalism. And it's not, it's not the beauty that I have. It's the beauty that these plants have. Yes. And the, the just having them in my life, like that's easy for people to take a look at when I'm, I'm talking about, well, here's this this plant that I think would be really great for your blood pressure. It's, it's Hawthorne. And yeah. here's a, here's a picture of it and of this plant in bloom. And then they're like, Oh, Ooh, I want to be above that. You yeah. know, or, you know, with a, a clinic, um, we have pictures on, on yeah. the walls or can show them photos mm-hmm. or can show them outside. That plant is right over there in the courtyard. What's, I mean, there are studies out there. I wish I could remember the specific one that I was looking at that, but they say that, I think it was a Japanese or a Chinese study, but either way, in the study, they had people look at pictures, just pictures. They're sitting inside an enclosed building without windows, right? Mm-hmm. And they're looking at pictures of plants and, and forest, which is essentially giant plants, right? right, right. So they're just looking at pictures of plants and their blood pressure went down and I can't remember what other specific they they relaxed is essentially mm-hmm. what their came down to. Yeah, reduced. their pulse reduced uh-huh. and their blood pressure went down. And, and I mean, it was just looking at pictures of plants. Mm-hmm. Plants are deeply, deeply healing creatures. Yep. And, you know, we're really lucky that they're willing to work with us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, I don't have um, any bad things to say about the allopathic. I think we need that as well. But mm-hmm. I when I look at a bottle of pills, I don't go... Ooh, I can't wait to put that in my body. You know, like no. I just think, I I think the the and certainly herbs have been reduced to bottles of pills too. Right. But there is, it's easier. There's fewer processes for us to grasp. Yes. Yeah. When you're looking at like a capsule of whatever, a, a turmeric. Well, a capsule that that it contains a blend, whatever the blends whatever the specifics of the blend are that mm-hmm. is for lowering blood pressure, let's say. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to have some Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Or... It may or may not have some turmeric because mm-hmm. turmeric's good for inflammation. Sure. And, you know, it have. might have some Arjuna or some ginger or mm-hmm. whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know what you can connect with what those plants are. Mm-hmm. When you read the ingredients on the capsule, you can connect with what it is you're putting in your body. It feels better. 
And then when you read the ingredients on the label for the pharmaceutical that you're getting, it's very hard to connect with what is in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be good for you. The list of side effects is scary and long. Right. And often includes death in a few different ways. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and that's, when you need those things, you need them. And I'm yep. glad we've got them. And, and and the fact that we have them, that's beautiful too. Yes. I'm not saying it's not, but I... And the process of developing them helps us better understand like the biochemistry, which in itself just alone is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. So even if the end result of the pill itself isn't as beautiful, everything that brought us to that point has elegance yeah. and, and beauty to it, but not to me, as powerfully as the plants. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the stories that, you know, like you talk about your, you're kind of an an amateur ethnobotanist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I like those stories too. And I, I know the people that I talk with, some people from years ago on these little plant walks, Mm -hmm. then they're, coming back i just had somebody recently come back and say i was i don't know if you remember me but i was on one of your plant walks and now i have this question and you know they weren't all excited about that level of healing but they that kind those stories and that connection and that's what it is is the connection and and sharing when you're doing a plant walk you're sharing the love that you have you are your passion yeah so people yeah. are, they want to be a part of that. They crave mm-hmm. that. They crave the connection and they crave that relationship. And you can see the sparkle in an herbalist's eye when they're talking about the plant that they really love. Yes. And, and that is that is a healing space that everybody yes. wants, really wants and needs to be a part of. So having that available to people years later, these are the repercussions mm-hmm. that we see for folks. Yeah. And that's just... That's just being true to yourself. Yeah. Well, that's part of why I appreciate folks like Plato and Kelly because they're, that's what they're doing. They're rehabilitating and what they're doing, even in their small actions will ripple out for years Mm -hmm. and will change lives. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It feels good to have those, those options and it feels good to talk to different people doing kind of doing things differently than I, I, in my narrow world. <laughs> right. We keeps, we keeps us learning. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it makes me a better person. Thank you, Plato, for yes. coming and talking to us. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. Hey, we're back. We got a herbal question today from the website and this is from Pat. Pat asks, is, Fennel tea is safe. I'm drinking fennel tea for digestion relief, and someone told me it is not safe because there is estrogel in fennel tea, and it is carcinogenic. Please advise if fennel tea is toxic. Candace, Sue, is fennel tea toxic? Well, it's a great question. It sounds like you, are just, you, Pat, are just sitting there drinking fennel tea a couple of times a day, and it feels good to you mm-hmm. to help with your gastric distress. Yeah, fennel's been used for helping move the bowels, as it were, for centuries. And it's been used for babies for said same yeah. purposes. Lactation. Yeah, especially with, like, colicky babies. It's very helpful. Mm-hmm. And it's really good for lactation. And for preventing uh, gastric lesions and other things, people that get uh, yeah. uh, ulcers 
yeah. is a really great thing for Especially them. Especially when you're going through like cancer treatments and stuff too. Fennel is yeah, one of for the breast ones. cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're going through chemo, chemo and radiation oh, for, for damage. Yeah. yeah. That right, stuff really right. damages the digestive tract. Mm-hmm. And fennel tea is a nice. It's good. Yeah, and it does yeah. affect your uh, sex hormones. And there's a lot of studies about that, and that's one of the things that uh, people have been noticing about how the different constituents in plants affect our bodies. Right. And we have many times said lots and lots of things affect our hormones. Taking a trip, yes. drinking coffee, waking up in the morning, having stress, all of these things affect our hormones. Yes. So, you know, there's moderation in everything. Um, and the friend that you talked to they were correct that fennel, along with many other herbs, for instance, basil, tarragon, anise, etc., pine, for example, have uh, estragol in it. And so far, it, it appears that that particular compound used in large doses does uh, can stimulate uh, cancerous growths. Isolated and used in large doses. Right. The, that's, the, that's the research that we have. And of yeah. course, as always, the Practical Herbalist team gives you advice. To um, take whole foods because plants are are diverse and don't overdo it. Right. So you know, just kind of shake things up a little bit. Just a, a diverse, uh, colorful diet with lots of different types of plants and good nutritional whole food. That's probably going to be your best bet. So you can you can let your friend know that you're um, you're being very moderate in your diet. And maybe they would like to enjoy a cup of fennel tea with you. Yeah, if you'd like a really good analysis of estriol and under, to better understand the science, but also what was why that came to the forefront as being a potentially hazardous um, constituent, you might want to take a look at Jim McDonald's website. Um, the, the actual article is by David Hoffman. The name of the article is Fennel Fruit, Estragol, and the Breastfeeding Mother. But it is published on Jim McDonald's website, which is herbcraft.org, and we'll have a link for that in our show notes. Um, when I look at it, it kind of it boils down to a lot of a lot of the research was done on isolated purified estriol, which in and of itself we have found to be cancerous, cancer causing, or potentially and probably not delicious. Yeah, and probably not delicious. And it was used in very large amounts on mice who have a different metabolism than humans. So. You know, the reality is if you're going to drink gallons upon gallons of fennel tea every day, perhaps you will have a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be wise to drink sure gallons of fennel tea. would be going to the bathroom tea. all the time. I think so, yeah. 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 But, the, the real, but, you know, fennel has, <laughs> Fact. Fennel, yeah, and fennel has a lot of antioxidants and cancer-preventing constituents within it as well. As well, yeah. So if you were to try the gallons upon gallons drinking it every day, I don't, I don't personally feel convinced that you would create a carcinogenic lesion in your body. No, you definitely have less hair. I don't advise people to try that out. I think you would be wiser to just drink a couple cups a day for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. and you'd probably be fine. Yep. So, again, be moderate. Moderation. Yep. Enjoy your fennel tea, and and, uh, keep being being the the herb supporter that you are, and as always, put put an herb herb on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. 
All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication. Or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem, any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.